Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we are continuing Mesech the Shvius, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Gimel, and Mishnah Dalit. Yesterday we began a discussion on the concept of Tosefes Shvius, that prior to the Shemitah year, there's a prohibition to plant and to work on in an orchard and on fields in a way in which you know that the benefit's only going to come during the seventh year. It's called Tosefes Shvius, and I think this is now time to take a note of the fact that there are going to be many, many parallels in this Masechta between Shvius and Shabbos, between the sabbatical year and the Sabbath. And we should keep track of them. And here's one of them. There's a concept of Tosefes Shabbos. We bring Shabbos on early. There's a concept of Tosefes Shvius, which we'll discuss more in Mishnah Dalit. And we noted that there's a difference between an orchard and an individual tree. And what's the definition of an orchard? So we said it's three trees in an in whatever proximity they are in, within a certain boundaries, that if, if they produce figs, they produce up to 60 Italian money, which is equivalent to 100 dinners, which for our measurement is 63 pounds, roughly, of uh, cakes of figs. If you do that, so then that, if, if they produce that, so then that makes it, that qualifies it as an orchard, and therefore you can plow the entire orchard with, because we understand that these three trees, now that it's considered an orchard, are going to be taking nourishment from the entire field, and you're allowed to do it for them. Whereas, if it's only one tree, you can only, you can only plow and work in its immediate vicinity. Today's mission is going to pick up and say, Echad Elon Shrak, Echad Elon Machel. Whether we're talking about an Elon that does not produce trees, does not produce fruit, excuse me, or a tree that, that produces any other type of fruit that's, that's not necessarily figs, Ronos like Elohim to Enim, we look at the tree and say, and we evaluate it as if it was a fig tree. Meaning we say, if this were a fig tree, is it big enough? Are the, are the, are the roots strong enough? Are the leaves luscious enough? Is the foliage all there that's enough that we know it would produce a yield of, 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 of 63 pounds of a cake of 63 pounds? If it can make this 60, um, is the 60, the 60 Italian mana, um, which is 63 pounds worth of uh, figs, Kharshin called Bay Sabish Vilon. Pakasmikan in Kharshin Lam Elot Lutzarkon. So if we, we, again, we look at this tree, even though it's a tree that, that's it's there perhaps just for beauty, which is a further discussion where that falls in the, in the world of Shemitah. But if a tree that doesn't, that produces only acorns, but we say if it were a fig tree, would it produce the amount? And if it does, so then it's, um, it's considered, it can be qualified as an orchard. This is a good time to also to note that wood does not have Kedusha Shviyas, that we don't look at wood as a fruit, although you can get benefit from wood, you can use wood for all sorts of things, the Gemara and Sukkah explicitly tells us in Daf, Mem, Beis, Amad, Aleph, that wood in Kedusha Shviyas be'etzim. him. There's no Kedusha Shviyas on wood. So, that is how we view an orchard. This next mission picks up and says, What if you have trees? that are in here, and one of the trees can produce the amount of yield you need to have these fig cakes, and the other two cannot. Or you have two can produce enough, but one can't. So then we don't view this as an orchard, but rather as individual trees, and therefore you can only plant, you can only plow and work in their immediate surroundings. And furthermore, it's not just that once you have three, now we, now we consider it an orchard for now and forevermore, but rather between three and nine trees, if you have between three and nine trees, so then each tree has to produce enough, otherwise it will, that tree that does not produce enough will essentially nullify and knock out the, this, or, this uh, area from being qualified and called an orchard. But once you have ten trees... Uh, once you have ten trees, once you have ten trees, 
and more so then we view this as one large orchard and once you view it as one large orchard you can plow the entire area because now it's considered an orchard now it's always interesting how and why Rabbi Yehuda Nasi placed things where he placed it, but now the Pazik is going to, the Mishnah is going to tell us the source for Tosefa Shvius. Shen Emmer, how do I know that the concept of Tosefa Shvius? So actually, this Pazik is found in in Shemos Lamed Dalid, Pazik Chav Aleph, and it's in the context of Shabbos. The Pazik tells us on six days you shall work, on the seventh day you shall rest, and the Pazik amends to that, Bechorish Ubekotzir Tishbos. During your plowing and your harvesting, you shall rest. Now, one minute, says the, says the Mishnah. We already know one is not allowed to plow and one is not allowed to harvest on Shabbos from an earlier Pasuk and um, Parachaf. So why would the Pasuk add on and restate one is not during plowing and during harvesting you shall rest? It must be if it's not for Shabbos, it's coming to teach us something else. What's it coming to teach us? Shemitah, uh, during the Shemitah year, one is not allowed to plow and one is not allowed to harvest. And then the Mishnah says, one minute. I don't need a Pasuk to tell me you're not allowed to plant and harvest during Shvius. I know that already because that comes up in Vayikra in, 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 in the 25th Perik it says one is not allowed to plow and harvest on Shemitah. So if I, the Pasuk adds on that you shall rest and not harvest and not plow. And it's not talking about Shabbos because that's written explicitly. And it's not talking about Shemitah because that's written explicitly. So why would the Pasuk add it on? Rather, it's coming to teach us this concept of that going into Shemitah year, you're not allowed to do things to the ground, or or Katsir, harvesting or plowing, in a way in which you know the benefit's only going to come out in the seventh year. And similarly, you can't either harvest in the seventh year's crop that was planted if you planted things accidentally, and you can't plant, you can't harvest that even if extended into the eighth year. Meaning, if a mistake, things were planted in the seventh year, and now it's the eighth year, you can't say, oh, it's no longer the Shemitah year, but rather these things still retain their Kedush, the saying that the Shemitah of Shvius, and therefore you're not allowed to plow it. This is the opinion of the Tanakama. However, comes along Rishmon and says, no, that is not why we added on those extra words. We didn't add on the extra words to teach us the concept of Tosefah Shemius. Shemius, rather, Rabbi Shmuel Omer. Ma'acharish Rishus, ab koti Rishus. We're coming to teach us that just like the Torah says you're not allowed to plow for a Rishus, you're not allowed to voluntarily, optionally, go and plow your field on Shabbos, so too during Shemitah one is not allowed to volunteer, to opt in, to decide they want to go and plow. However, if there is a harvesting that is not a rishus, that's not optional, but rather it's obligatory, i.e. one has to harvest the omer offering, which that's a mitzvah, so then you're allowed to do that, you're allowed to do that even on Shabbos and during Shemitah. And that's what Yishmael says, which seemingly implies Rabbi Yishmael is of the opinion that the Tanakhama is wrong. And there is no concept of Tosefah Shavias, because Rabbi Yishmael uses a different Pasuk to teach us about, uses uh, the Pasuk to teach us not about Tosefah Shavias, but rather that one is allowed to harvest, even on Shabbos, the Omer offering. However, as we'll see, it's not so simple, because in fact, Rabbi Yishmael believes there is a concept of Tosefah Shavias, however, that is a Halacha L'Moshmi Sinai. Rather than deriving it from an explicit verse, it's a Halacha taught us from Moshe at our Sinai. So what then is an Afkami, and what is, the, what is the difference, what are the ramifications between between thinking it's halach l'moshmi sinai and having an explicit verse, so it actually turns out the uh, answer is that Rabbi Shmuel says well, that's not the entire halach l'moshmi sinai. There's an added part. There's an added element, and that is that this that we have a concept of tosefah shviyas 
only applies bisman shebeis hamigdash kayim when there is a base hamigdash. When there is a base hamigdash, then we have a concept of tzavishvias. But if there's no base hamigdash, there's no concept of tzavishvias. I.e., bisman hazeh, there's no concept of tzavishvias. And that's why, if you look in the Gemara, the Gemara is going to point out, and the, and the Mishnah is going to point out. Excuse me, the Gemara is going to point out in Moed Katon, and I believe in Rosh Hashanah as well that. That's why many years later, Rabbi Gamliel comes along and he says, I'm making a new takana that we're pasc- since we passing like Rabbi Shmuel, that Talak Mishmissinai, the Bismana Zeh, there is no, there is no Tosefeshviyas, so I'm going to actually eliminate the entire concept of Tosefeshviyas, and therefore nowadays we don't have Tosefeshviyas. However, don't get too excited. There are stalachas that apply, perhaps because of Maris Ayan, as the Raman pointed out, and perhaps for other reasons that we are, we still limit, albeit not to the same extent and not for many months, but at least for a couple days, maybe 45 days, maybe just a couple days, planting during the sixth year. I wish everyone a wonderful day.